episode number 200 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tommy, we're, we've made it. We've got to the, the magic, the magical number 200. Who would have, who would have thunk it many, who would many have thunk episodes it? In, in years ago? Uh, wow. And, and, and Tommy's got a shirt on. He's, he's, he's dressed all formal for the occasion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's he's done his he's done his house is up as well. It's looking very uh, oh yeah it does yeah team's very, finest uh, team's finest oh, background for the occasion isn't it isn't it so uh, yeah we 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 made it so well firstly, I think how are you and then secondly let's uh, let's so reflect before on... before Kyle dri- dives into that I think then listeners who are dialing in I imagine you're dialing in and you're celebrating two hundred but you're dialing in because. Sat opposite me virtually tonight is a West Helenway finisher, and uh, he I saw him off. He was moving. He's got a top on, all 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 fancy. He went to shut his door and he was moving quite gingerly. I'll, I'll give him that. And, oh, thank and, you. Uh, thank yeah, you. so we're gonna don't what we are gonna dive into that full on. I can't wait to hear about it. I've only exchanged a few WhatsApps with Kyle, so I want to hear all about this. Uh, I think we might be joined by Dave Scott, who crewed. Yeah, so he's it. gonna yeah, give the, uh, his from the trail side. From the trail side, uh, you know some of the some of the things he had to do to keep me sane, alive, and to get to the finish as well. Right? So, so he, well, he did. He certainly <laughs> achieved that. So, but yeah, yeah as Phil said, expletives. episode two hundred, and it's uh, it's it's not that far off. It's maybe so. When did we start? Twenty eighteen. So seven years. Five years. Five years. A couple of months. Sorry, ago. five years. Yeah. Make fun. Five months. Seven years. Five years. Yeah, five years. Yeah. Two hundred episodes. That's not bad going. That's not bad going not for, bad, uh, for for something we do, we know <laughs> that's held together with sticky tape in the background. Uh, so, <laughs> listeners, firstly, th- to any of you who are, I mean, anyone who's listening, full stop. Thank you. But anyone who's who's been, who supported us on the way, thank you very much. It's uh, that we are. It sounds cringy, but we are only do it. We genuinely do it because we get some bizarrely good feedback that people enjoy it and the numbers keep adding up that you're literally listening in your thousands and so without that we i can promise you i wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for that <laughs> i know it'd be like yeah there's no way we'd be because it, it does it takes a lot of effort to you know not only just muster up having a good conversation uh despite all the things that happen during the week because if we do it every month or you know, we 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 used to do it every Monday and every fortnight. Or in fact, this is our this is a week later because I'm away on holiday next week. Um, but like it takes it takes a lot a lot. It's a lot of work yeah. to to get everything together to to collate all the results. Despite thinking maybe it looks like we do it from the you know the back of a fag packet, but we uh, we we generally do our yeah, research we, and we we, we try and get the the interviewees uh, on board and, and and to create some enjoyable content and some banter. So um, absolutely, but you yeah, know what? Exactly. One thing, one thing I want to say is like, if you think about like two hundred episodes, if you're, you know, per- perhaps not even just our own journey, but um, but even just some of the the interview interviews mm. we've had on, like it's phenomenal when you think about. It. I mean, we've had some amazing guests on the show. Uh, I mean, every single guest we get on the show is amazing in their own right, absolutely. Um, but, uh, but I mean, you know, what for you, Tommy? But, what's your what, what's I think, what's what's some of your highlights uh, in terms of episodes or or interviewees or interviews? That's a good question. What's, 
on on the subject of interviews, one thing that I think is quite interesting is the evolution of the of the interviewees and how that's kind of reflected. I think we are we've we've tried to be relatively current in terms of providing what's happening. So if you rewind to 2018, Mar- May 2018 when we started, and you look at our interviewees this year, I would hazard a guess that most club runner listeners outside of the the clubs I'm going to mention would not have heard of Sarah Green, Fraser Stewart, yeah, uh, Hamish Hickey. You know these were all all within their club scenes were doing very well, but these are athletes who've really risen to prominence this year particularly and over the last couple of years and i think it's that's really that's probably been my favorite part of it and yeah the hawkins on episode 100 were fantastic butchie's always a great laugh but i i just really like when we speak to people who are in form they're club runners they're working a day job they they are they just do it because they love it they've you know, risen to be a national champion like fraser stewart is one of, probably one of my favorite episode interviews because i just I thought it was. I just loved his story. He has loved his infectious enthusiasm, and I think that there's that we've had some interviews that were pretty ropey, to be quite honest, uh, as well. Like, <laughs> I, don't I think name names. Of, Jeez, we're we're not going to name any names, <laughs> but I, I think it's and like I think it's just uh, yeah, the, that evolution is is class. We've tinkered with getting sponsorship for a, through for about a year. We did that, and then it actually became more hassle than it's worth because yeah. as great as it is for us to get a case of beer or a couple of free t-shirts really that doesn't make or break us doing it so we've backed away from that and we're just back to doing it um and we were using some before remember we were using like some crappy we were phoning people on our mobiles with our mobile <laughs> next right. to the mic to record them it was really tin pot so now we're setting up zoom calls with people and teams calls and videoing them it's oh, we've come a long way so it is. It's so it's so easy, and I think it's probably a lot easier for people to start and create a podcast, which is great. Um, you know, if you find your own space in in the podcasting world, then absolutely, you know, give it a shot. And you know, for for us, I think we we have found that space, and you know, we've got a fan base, which is great. Um, I, I've got no idea why people want to listen to us. I'm sure it's just for the interview the interviewees. And maybe Tommy, but uh, but what about you know in terms of your own journey? Like, what's your um, you know what's what what have you enjoyed most? Like, because I mean for for me, like your some of your successes and like you know when you got your marathon PB, that was like that must have been a highlight, you know for for you obviously for you, but yeah. you know for me to and the, no doubt the the listeners to see you achieve your an amazing personal best you know it was like we're just tracking the whole the, oh look at that oh the background is like there's two tommies sitting right next to me i think he's actually wearing the same shirt the virtual uh, background is it? <laughs> <laughs> looks a bit looser on you the way look how much look how much hair is on kyle's head there this will be the episode cover guys so you'll see this on our social media i'm sure there's a picture of kyle and i recording episode one was that episode one? That was episode one, yeah. Of course, that was the old flat, wasn't it? That's the old flat, yeah. No way. Yeah, no, crazy. Why did we... I've got my Highland Fling uh, thing on as well. That's funny. My wee yeah, ribbon. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think... And I think to your point about, yeah, I, selfishly, I, I, everything... I, I remember recording the, the episode the day after Frankfurt and I was on a high, and that is still a... That's still a real, a real high, and I've... Yeah, that was cool. That, I think, and I, I don't know, I think it's listening to, it sounds very cheesy, but listening to a lot of the people we get on, again, going back to these, 
the sort of club runners who who move through and become a national level and they're all incredibly talented but they all work very hard and that yeah. i find that genuinely like inspiring that these people can do it that you can't and okay yeah. i'm not i'm realistic enough to know that i'm not going to i'm not going to go off and win the national uh half marathon championships but i do think i can i can improve uh, and even age wise with some of the the older i'm sure they won't mind me referring to them as the older boys like sort of al walker um Good old 67 Paul as well. a couple of weeks ago Paul he is now, eh? yeah exactly and these guys you know really? it just shows age is, is but a number so very cool what about you what about what would you actually before you do that i would also say another highlight was and it kind of in similar vein of what we're going to talk to tonight another highlight was utmb that was a real oh, like yes. that was just uh that was i mean again the the race was was incredible following it was incredible again selfishly watching Kyle finish was incredible and seeing how much it meant to him and how much how hard he had to work to finish it and then like just i've got there's a, i've got a great memory of the two of us sitting in a bar in chamonix the chamonix i think it's the cbc chamonix uh brasserie, brasserie de chamonix or something anyway nbc oh, yeah, yeah. micro brasserie de chamonix anyway we sat there uh with our trs t-shirts on having having a beer like that was and the sun that was class oh that was i remember that we've got a picture of that as well i think don't we we do yeah we do yeah yeah oh he's the way to get that in this background <laughs> no don't worry i'm not i'm not gonna do that i've also got i'm actually gonna there's also kyle this this is the i've got a picture uh we'll come in on top. i've even got a picture of us recording in my kitchen when we had gash on from uh i mean that was that's probably the worst interview we've had to be quite honest in a sea of elite. We, to be fair i can't mind much of it because uh yeah we, we had a few beers that night that's for sure um we, we also oh there we go jesus i look i've got a right head of hair i don't know what am i wearing <laughs> i've got a massive hole in my jumper what a mess anyway we're, we're talking about gashes and gashes uh jo- yeah. um mr george ashley active root founder exactly yeah so uh you know it's that's his nickname just if anyone's listening uh, <laughs> it's, all, it's all pc yeah he's not a pc <laughs> person though let's be quite fair <laughs> oh boy yeah it's been it's been such a journey and even when we started like we we never had kids and now look at us oh, we're we've got we're, we're dads of two and we're we're still juggling the juggling it all and 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 trying to to do our best and achieve great things eh um what was so, yeah. so what so what would i say what would be your highlight uh of in a trs highlight and then in, also this feels like quickie. This feels like far questions, but and also a quickie. If we were to re- if we were to reach episode four hundred, what would you have hoped to have be a new oh, highlight by then? Cheeky, oh, which would be twist. I mean, if you, at the same at the same rate, and given we've slowed down a bit with life and work commitments uh, in terms of frequency of the podcast, that would be at the earliest we'd be we'd be what forty two. So it'd be more likely mid forties by the time we got there. God, surely we're not going to be doing not. it then. <laughs> so like i mean that's so five years we've been doing it for i need to look back in uh some of the episodes to see what, what i've done in the last five years uh you set up a race a company quest. what's that you set up a race company yeah I mean, well, Ultra in, series yeah, yeah i suppose that's a highlight you mean it just like trs episodes no, no, I mean, TR, just... well, trs highlights but i mean that's obviously featured a lot in trs but yeah trs highlights episode your your best running your best running memory of yours in in the context of that. Good question. Um, best running memory. Uh, I mean, I think twenty twenty eighteen was when we started. I had quite a good year in twenty eighteen. I remember. I think I did anyway. Um, 
I remember you're, just... You ran well at Chicago, right? Was that the next year? That's right. I did Chicago. I did okay in Chicago. I got, um, yeah. what was it, 227? And then I ran... The week after that, I did Niagara and ran 228. Uh, that was quite... That was probably a, a peak because... I ended up winning that the, the the latter one, the Niagara one, and felt really good. And I was, of course, that's like, a yeah, great. That's, that's, that was that's a overseas that, marathon. A, that's a great memory. Yeah, I think I probably would would be one of them actually. Um, I, think I remember recording. Actually, I bizarrely re- I don't listen back to that many. For some reason, I I had a I think I was listening to a podcast on the run. It's you know when it randomly picks, it continues on, and we were listening. It was it was you. You after on the way to Niagara, and you took you recorded half the episode at one airport, and then you're like, I've got to That's go right. on boarding, and then you went and we you call, you called me back two hours later, and we recorded the rest of it. And when you listen back to the episode, it's just like I've got to go and get a flight. Hi, I'm back <laughs> straight away, which is just bizarre. <laughs> I think that probably would be one of the highlights because there's a lot happened in that, uh, you know, during during that episode, as in like that time I was away in Chicago, Niagara, and um. You know, that was when potentially uh, Logan was conceived as well. Uh, you know, out in a trail run, potentially. So, uh, <laughs> giving too much away here. Uh, so, like, that, yeah, I, I think you're probably right there. Um, I, I think, the other, I mean, UTMB is abs- an absolute highlight too. But the the Hardmores one, that was another oh, that, highlight That was hilarious. Me. Like, you know, just commentating and just recapping that. Uh, and I think for me, and, and probably for you, it's so good to listen back to some of these episodes and, uh, you know, and just to, to learn about your journey and or just to rem- rem- remember yourself, remind yourself about the journey and some of the the peaks and the pits. Like, I mean, we've we've been quite honest in some of those and we've, we've been, we've kind of thrown it out there and told them, told the listeners our peak in our pit um another one for me was uh interviewing mel edwards um oh, yeah. just before his passing like for, for me that was quite special to be able to you know speak to someone i've looked up to since i was a kid Um, you know going to sessions knowing you know just how good a runner he was and just a role model um you know i i thought for me it was it was just great to just chat about his his running journey and and you know and to and almost encapsulate that into you know something that you can listen back to um we not not we don't often get that chance to do that you know uh so so yeah i, I like it i like it i just sort of yeah yeah i've got picture. i should actually st- i should stitch some of these together we've got some Quite a lot of surprise. TR's memories are caught on photo. Actually, we should. I should. I'll let me. Yeah. I'll do something with them for the two hundredth. But yeah, oh, that was great that, with Mel. Yeah. That was really yeah. nice. And to speak to Mel and Miles together, that was really nice. Yeah, you know, such think, a, a great banter. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've had so many other fantastic people on the show, and uh, you know, folk, folk from obviously. Um, I'm just thinking who our first ones were. Alex Jackson. Um, oh, Alex Jackson. I, I, and also, you know, I've got to uh, say this, yeah, they, but like Alex Jackson, who've given, who've been just such a source of information for us over the years. Like yeah. we are absolutely, you know, there's a number of times we've had information from someone like Alex Jackson or Arnold Black. You know, these guys are, you know, Peter Jardine at Scottish Athletics has been 
has you know very helpful, particularly early on, giving us uh, and even to today still tags us in a bunch of stuff. I know he, I'm sure he's just looking for retweets, but it's still great for us. <laughs> so it's a win-win. I feel like it's a win-win relationship. So yeah, that's been that's been very cool. I thought I really enjoyed with Mark Monroe on early on. He was yeah. great. You know, I think he's now someone like Ian Beatty, someone who's been to UK Athletics, and you know, it's uh, it's cool, really cool. Yeah, yeah. He folk like Rob Turner as well early in the show when you know he was oh, on yeah. fire with with the ultras he was doing um you know just breaking just breaking records in terms of the ultras he was doing you know at six fifty one when he ran with me that year he was British hundred k champ um you know and he's in his fifties now and he's still mixing up with the young young lads it's, it's great you know these these folk in 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 the the, the running community uh. We also we had on Del Rey. We had oh, that was tough, Del Rey. Just uh, the list goes on. It's just brilliant. Like Jamie Crow, you know, when in his early early years as he was coming through the ranks. Now look <laughs> Should at we him, Luke you know, Trainer on? We had Luke Trainer before Luke, he huh? before so. he was busted and never seen again, which was seems uh-huh. bizarre. I remember at the time interviewing thing thinking this guy's going to win a win a Commonwealth medal yeah. or something. Yeah, obviously yeah. not the case. It's, uh, Ron Morrison as well, you know, like he was, he was an interest, he was interesting to to have on the show, and uh, you Josiah Zakreski as well, who's now famous for. She didn't even mention. Right. Have I got Have I got news for you? Oh, did she? Oh gosh. Yeah. Girl. Oh, yeah, there's um, it's, and even like Liz some McCulgan? of the, you know, Liz Ailish McCulgan, uh, I tell you who was who two interviews I really. Um, I thought Mary McLennan was great. She's been on a couple of times. She she always bring always brings really good chat. I really like speaking to um um I'm blanking as uh who's that lad? Um it'll come back to me. I think Jess Piasecki was class. Yeah. Do you know do you know Jake Whiteman? Remember I, I, I really, really, really enjoyed Whiteman. that was good chatting to him. Uh he was so down to earth. Uh, and that was like you know that was in twenty twenty one. You know, it was before as as you know, it's a huge subsequent rise of being the world champion. You know, just some guy, yeah, just you know, just a quick message and yeah, no problem, man. I'll come on. I mean, I don't know how busy he is now, but a cracking interview and great lad. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Just, so, here's a I mean, question could, for you, Kyle. I don't know how I don't know how close you're following the insights, but you know me, I'm I'm a, I'm a data person. What do you what do you think is the most listened to track? Let's say of all t- a track of a episode of all time. The most listened to track. Obviously, like age, like the age of the episode does help. I was it. I I know in the early years, um, it was Charlie Bannerman's one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now I think he he had this. You know, all his pals ended up refreshing it. So they get more listens, but uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, that's who I thought it was actually, or is it Megan Keith? Because I know her one was really popular. So yeah, it is indeed Megan Keith. Oh, is it? Meg- so is yeah. she not, what, what's it? Is it not like four thousand or something? So it's yes, three, three and a bit thousand. Jeez. Debbie Martin and and Debbie's one was what? Was second most listened to. All oh, right, okay. Oh, I yeah, saw her in the trail as well. I gave her a wee cuddle when I was. Did you? Uh, oh, very good. Yeah, I was in a good place as well when I gave her a cuddle. So 
She called me uh, Baby Dumpling. She always calls uh-huh, me that. Very my good. Mom, she called my mum doing that to, to, to me. Uh-huh. So, bit of a blusher That's when cool. I ran past her there. Uh, brother Colm. So, brother, ah, okay. brother, brother, brother Colm came on. Brother Colm, of course. Super coach. Yeah. Wow, that was a special one to get on as well. Fraser Klein as well. Holy moly. Fraser Klein. Do you know what I tell you? What uh, is a was I think is a good episode for people new episodes to look back at. Episode forty, Graham Benison. He was good crack. He was really like, you know, spoke about the old the old days really well. A couple of ultras in the central belt. I, I thought he was great. Um, yeah, that was very cool. Uh, yeah, I, plenty I, plenty I, stuff. There's a lot of stuff in there, and I, I think as well, like obviously, you know, the the current. Um, you know, a lot of the interviewee, the, the inter, not the inter, the interviewees are almost like uh, there's no timestamp on them. Whereas, like potentially, maybe some of the the accounts that we give you at the start and at the end, we talk about our own training, and then we talk about races and results and news. Um, but the actual interviews, like get get involved for you know get go back and listen to some of them. Like you know, there's some special, uh, real that. Uh, Influ- you know, inspir- inspirational people who we've we've spoke to, and you know, and, and and they've got a lot of knowledge and understanding about the sport. Uh, so yeah, absolutely, go back and he, listen to the archives. He, and... There's one episode I can't remember, and if I'm honest, I don't think I listened back to it ever. Was Dion Leonard? Oh, the, oh, the guy wrote the book, the do- the book about Find- finding a dog or something. Finding Gobi. That's yeah, right. I I've never yeah. read the book, and I think as a result, never got, never. Uh, Did not listen. To never that never listened. I think I never listened to that episode because it, it means that oh, I can't I even. To... It means nothing to me reading that there. Well, go go back and listen to that one. It's uh, I've got the book if you want it. Eh? I think okay. he sent it to me. So um, basically, this guy did an ultra. He found a dog and he adopted the dog, and uh, they they live happily ever after. Basically, so. Nice. I, I, don't, I don't need to read the book then. It seems like that's the synopsis where I go. Speaking of books, I tell you who came on, whose book is fantastic. Uh, Ali Beaven. So he came on right. and he wrote. So Ali wrote. Uh, the book 2020, the the year running records were rewritten, or the or the FKT year, or something like the that. FKT wasn't it? F- yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And that is a very good read. I've I read that and actually got my father-in-law for Christmas last year, and he enjoyed it. It's a very, uh, very good book. Oh, okay, okay. I, broken, I think it's I mean, called broken. That's it. Broken. Broken. That's right. Yeah, that's I've, it. yeah. I've got the, I've got the, the electronic version of it. So, you want to nice. read? Oh well, you bought it, so it's okay. Uh, well, so, well, that's, well uh, that, anyway. That's lots of reminiscing. A bit of an account, eh? Feel free, oh. to listeners, to jump on t- to our socials and tell us how much, uh, how much TRS means to you, but also what you've liked it. Because again, that helps us when we hear. You know, for a while we were really felt. There was a period in which, I think particularly you, Kyle, there were, you were a lot of people who were keen on ultras and listened to ultra running. So Kyle went and got a lot of ultra athletes on. We've made a big push this year to get back into the kind of road racing, Scottish road running athletes, because that's, you know, we this, look at some of the yellow train guys have had on. And it's good to get a bit of mix. We had feedback. I remember early on, we really, we, we knew it. And then someone finally said to us, you don't have enough, you don't have enough women on. And that's something we've always been yeah. very mindful of trying to get, um, trying to, get good coverage about that and get people who are qualified to and come I on. And I think, you know, it's, I think that's one of the reasons why we've, we've tried to like expand our support network as well. Um, is to, you know, to, to try and get 
and more people on the show and um, you know more more hands and eyes on the ground and you know what one thing one thing I, th- I thought would be quite good and I haven't really said I'll say this live we can take it out but we probably won't is to create a, a Facebook community page a TRS <laughs> Facebook I know I know you don't use Facebook so you don't have to get involved but an easier an easier way to to get people to um to comment or to to show mm-hmm. their their shorts um to yeah. just talk about the actual podcast as well and um, because sometimes i you know i i i know obviously a lot of people listen but sometimes i don't really know if it was a good episode generally mm-hmm. i hope it's a good episode but um or just any feedbacks good feedback uh sometimes you don't get anything you're like is that good or is that bad or uh so you know but that's one thing um i'm looking or I know you again. You're not a, a Facebook man, so um, we'll, we'll that, put that, that, up in that the show shouldn't notes stop and... us. Uh, and you know, I'm always open to a return to Facebook if I feel that uh, there's a good reason. Maybe that's it. Facebook Marketplace. I've kind of been jumping on feelings account to use that, so maybe I can come <laughs> back on for for that. But um, <laughs> that could be. I thought that was into our third we'll, century. Exactly. Um, so so there's a new there's something new for you that we'll, well, we can we can include. Well, Kyle, well. With, with with time, with well, mainly with the listeners' time in mind, well, let's let's move on. Let's, let's go to let's what's fresh. So West Ham way, Kyle spoke to us a couple weeks ago about that, and maybe listeners don't don't know what's happened. So Kyle, I'm going to let you go recap it. Like, give us the full, give us the recap from the road. Maybe when Dave comes on, we'll hear from the trail side. But let's hear how you feel. How do you how do you felt? How how was the race? How do you feel now? I, I'm, I'm just making sure I gave uh, David the, the right um, the right link to jump on in case I dry up. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> one one story I had. De- we get to halfway through the course. Debbie gives me crackers. Uh, what are you giving me crackers for? I'm, I'm bone dry here, dry in the Sahara Desert. I'm trying to eat these crackers. You know, one cracker, oh, that'd be good. And I'm like, oh. No, no saliva in my mouth at all. I don't. If you've ever been so dehydrated, folks, try it. It's 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 like it's like I don't know, chubby bunny with crackers. It's mm. it just doesn't work, eh? Um, and I was like, that's I need something moist. And I went, I wasn't in a good place at that point, by the way. So, um, but anyway, let's let's rewind, eh? Let's rewind back to <laughs> back to the start or back to race week. So race week occurs. I'm buzzing. I'm I'm pretty. You know, I said I had a little blip uh, earlier, which, you know, didn't affect me in the race, you know, I must admit. And uh, Friday came, we we drove down and, and Dave's, uh, Dave Scott, who, who's coming on the show, uh, we, we drove in his camper van, which is cracking, by the way. It's uh, I've never really been in a camper van. I've never been on top of a camper van, you know, like when it, the, the roof lifts up. So oh, I had yeah. a wee lie down there when we got to the race start. Um, had a wee pizza and pizza hut, and uh, and yeah, just just cracked on and got got you know got went to the registration. Lots of people, um, you know, big toilet queues as, as there always is, and in races, nervous people. You know, there was a, a longer queue for the males than there was for the females, which I I thought was, you know, hilarious because it's usually the other way around. So that was quite you know that was quite funny for me. Just one of the first things I remember about getting there. Uh, the start line was in Korean, no, no guy, no guy, it was in no guy, uh, 
a cracking night. Uh, the, the, the race started at 1am on the Saturday morning, so it basically meant that registration was in the late hours of Friday night. So we got there about half ten, got my bib, got my got my tracker, uh, and then got prepped for the race. And it was just really, really good. You know, it was just the, the, the nerves were there. It was, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, you know, I, I don't know about you, Tommy, but when you get to a race and you're feeling that you've done all you can and, and you're not injured, it's actually a really nice feeling just to get to that start line and and just to go, I'm here, you know, because mm-hmm. one thing I found in the last, you know, perhaps more recently, maybe it's because of the community and being a race director, like the attrition rate to actually get, you know, when you, the, the moment you register to the moment you, you 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 know you register online and then the moment you, you you pick up your bib, there's such a high attrition rate in terms of dropouts. Uh, and, and and for even even for the West Island Way, like you know there was 300 spaces, uh, I think 300, and um, and 220 people were were 223 people were at the start line. So that's like that's a significant amount of people who unfortunately didn't make it to the start line for whatever reason um but uh but yeah so for me i was like i gave myself a pat on the back just to get to the start line um and uh and then you know ian in bt did a, a speech he, a speech he didn't do a speech he, he did a he did a briefing um but yeah. i suppose it was a speech um just about the race and the heat and race medic Sean Stone, you know, just had a did a wee race briefing. You know, everyone's bouncing about with the head torches because it's one in the morning, um, a hot hot morning night or whatever you call it, and uh, lined up to the start line, and uh, off we went, Tommy. Off we went like a like a buyer of hell, and like everyone just like you know. Usually, the last time I was there was for the Highland Fling, and everyone went off quite fast. I was quite surprised. Like I was in like, I don't know, I was in like tenth or eleventh place by that point. And uh yeah, I, I was just like, God, this is this is a, a fair pace we're going at here. And being, you know, the experience I have in terms of the pace, uh, I, I found was quite um, you know, it was I, I thought, you know, I I I'll hold my own here, I'll be fine. Everyone will, you know, they'll I'll I'll, I'll catch up with everyone. Because my intention, you know, I'll, I'll be honest now, um, my intention was always to obviously run as fast as I can for me to be, but to, to try and get a podium. You know, that was the, yeah. the, 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 key, the key goal and it's well within my reach um, in terms, you know, in terms of what I was thinking going into the race. Um, so, uh, yeah, off we, off we pop and, you know, the first, from the first point to the, um, you know, to the to the, the second check, the the first checkpoint or the first like aid station or drop bag, whatever you want to call it. Um, I can't remember what it was. Uh, it was so warm. You know, I was like, what the hell? Like, it's it's a really warm night. Um, and I I just found I found because I was eat, I had pizza like a few hours ago. I was like, what the hell? It's jumping about in my stomach here. Um, I'm like. This isn't good. Uh, so I was like, just a bit like, not deflated, but I was just like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm like, when I got to, you know, like, like, yeah, about an hour in, I was like, oh, 
come on, let's this really needs to get better. And it did. You know, I got I, I felt a lot better uh, afterwards. It it started to metabolize and um but I just find there was like just it was just a warm night, you know, and it was warm for everyone. Uh, uh-huh. so you know, and for me that was like right, it's gonna be a it's good for ev it's we're gonna it's gonna be a battle of attrition. Um I need to make sure that I I drink enough, I eat I eat lots of food and uh I just try and just keep you know, going and, and to work out a pace. But we're all there must have been like about eight of us. Uh like just in a wee a wee train, you know, a couple of folk took took a wee long turn and then we're back together again. Um and uh and well, I was chatting to a few folk. Gav Taylor was there, he was mingling oh, about yeah. the, the front for a while. So I was having a wee a wee ramble with him and uh big James Stewart as well, who yeah, yeah. You know, nice. we, one of the you know, my teammates from the, the ACP was was there rambling with him and then he was like, right. I'll say it, you know. I'll say this. I'm sure he doesn't mind. Uh, I'm going just for a wee wilder poo, and and um and he, he said that, and then about ten, I was like, where did he go? Like he's just gone, um, because he went ahead of me for a while, because uh, I think I kept pe- I had I kept peeing again. I drank too much again in the the start of the race before the race, so I'm like peeing every couple of minutes. I think I just get this this real fear that I'm dehydrated before the start line. So I end up drinking too much before and end up having to like pee quite a lot. And, you know, that's why people keep going ahead of me, even though I'm, we're with a big group. Um, and then <laughs> all of a sudden, I see, I see, I see this head in the bushes as I'm like, what the because this is like in, in the middle of nowhere, it's like, you know, th- half two in the morning, three in the morning and, <laughs> There's just this big bright light in the bushes, and I'm like, "Who's that? <laughs> is that James?" Is like, "Aye, that's me." I'm just saying. <laughs> I was like, "All right, that's okay. You're all right. I'm fine, fine." And I was like, "That's good," because he was like right in the middle, you know, right in the the bushes, you know, because he's being very, uh, you know, environmentally friendly and stuff. So, so that was quite funny. But it was good to share, um, you know, the trails of so many folk at the start uh certainly with Robbie Dunlop I was chatting to him for the first time and um and and, and a couple other guys that I'll I'll mention a wee bit but before we go into that I'm just gonna yeah I'm just gonna pause it there um so that's like the start of the race now we're gonna go into the the second part of the race and this is where the the, the support crew come in and uh our very own uh support crew chief alongside my wife Debbie who Unfortunately, it's getting ready to to go to the Challenge Roth uh, uh, triathlon at the weekend. So David is going to jump on yeah, and just, uh, chat seamlessly all bring things, him in. All things support crews. So, without further ado, here is David Scott. If you ever, oh, here he is. I think. Hello. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Very well indeed. How are you guys? Oh, good. Good. David looks like a man who's been out on the trail for a 48 hours in the sun. <laughs> Beetroot is what comes to mind. <laughs> he said a few. He said a few beers. Eh? It's, uh, he, he wasn't. He wasn't sunburned. Bef- well, he was, eh? he was wearing you a cap the whole time. Eh? Surely that's a sign of a good uh, a good crew uh, crew chief who's out on the who's there is getting beating under the sun to to get you round, Kyle. Absolutely. Like, I mean, we're 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 just going we're just going through the the race 
David, uh, so we've arrived. We've, um, you know, you've we, we've lubed up uh, before the start. <laughs> we've, we've started running. I saw James Stewart doing a wilder poo, although I, I just heard his voice and his head torch. Uh, and and now we, you, you come and see me. The, the first time you saw me when I was running was, where was that again? Because was that like? Uh, the first time I we saw you. But you've done about, I don't know, what's that, 12 miles by then to get to Drummond before you go over Conic Hill. There was a quick okay. go by the road and you grabbed a banana and then you headed off up to climb Conic Hill. And how, and what, right. was, it good, was it good spirits? Probably not as good spirits as we expected. He said his legs were heavy and he was running slow and Debbie got a bit worried about you at that point. Um, but, you know... There were a few people ahead of you. You were in sort of the third little group of runners by that point. And, uh, but you seemed fine. You seemed fine. You were happy to stop. There was a long way to go and you weren't overly stressed about it. So I was happy with you at that point. Yeah. Oh. No, I... Back. So you're disappearing off with the head torch as on going off. Of <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, uh, you know, Debbie giving me a banana and going, it's not, it's not fucking peeled. What are you giving me an, an unpeeled banana for? <laughs> I was, you know, one thing, one thing David said to me, like, you know, because I'm quite a nice person. I must admit, I'm a nice, kind, polite kind of guy and, and maybe too kind and polite sometimes. But I was like, right, you know, I'm going to be quite brutal here, you know. And there's a couple of times I, I was and, uh, and you know, I'll, I'll say sorry now and on, on, on uh, you know, on, on my own behalf, I suppose. Uh, so but Dave, that but bad. the thing is, maybe as a background for listeners, so Dave, you're you're an ultron yourself, so you must you must sympathise then that, with that short uh, short naturedness. Is that is that fair to say? I expected it. In fact, I almost encourage it because if you get his point across, everything's about efficiency. So you can see Kyle's perspective as a runner. It's got to be efficient. It's got to be what he wants when he wants it. Uh, so I was fully expecting to get shouted at. You know, the better we <laughs> that, but I'd rather he told me something wrong or something than felt too polite or uh, or forgot about it. So no, a good a good bit of shouting uh, is all part of the course, really. Yeah, and 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 you know, one thing, um, you know, one thing was was great for me was uh, David gave me his is like. I think I said this in the last episode. Um, mm. He gave me his like his notes for for basically how we executed the race in terms of you know where the drop points were, you know the mileage, the expected time, what he had in terms of like food uh, and and drink and everything was there. You know it was it was fantastically uh, so meticulous and something uh which you know knowing me tommy you know you've crewed me like i'm i'm just yeah. i'll just crack on and just have a gel the boy arrived in chamonix without a, without a shred of a plan so that's like i thought when <laughs> kyle when kyle said in the last podcast that dave's giving me a plan i was like thank, thank goodness <laughs> <laughs> so, so when did uh, you run the west Highland way dave as a bit of background number on you 2016 so it was kind of in my early days of ultra running i'd done a couple nice. of runs and then i did I ended up doing Glenmore 24, and at that, I'd run 100 miles, which to me was just phenomenal in terms of I never thought I could do anything like what that. It made me think, oh, well, if I've done that at Glenmore, maybe something like the West Island Way is possible. So it just gave me that belief in it. And nice. so 16, I ran it, um, and I suppose we got a pretty decent year. It was the year that uh, James Stewart 
ran and won it. Um, but weather-wise, mm. okay. Um, and I suppose in a way, I was coming into it without any injuries. I'd been running quite well. So I was, yeah, really happy going into it and, and had a, a great run. And it's funny because I don't think it came down to my race plan, but it was probably helped by my crew and just a, a reasonable amount of um, preparation for it. But uh, I had what I considered to be a really good run. Everything went right. Nice. Went wrong. And, and that that year you ran, you got 20 hours, wasn't it? 20, it 20 hours. you got? Yeah. Just wow. I got to the finish. So, I never have to do this again. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, before we go into that, like, you know, you, Tommy, you mentioned, you know, you're, you're an established runner, David, and uh, in terms of some of the other crazy things you've done, we're just talking down the road, like escape to Meridian, you know, all these things like tell tell the listeners what the hell happened when you did the escape to Meridian because a it's a crazy feat but b the things that happened to you during during on the way were fantastic uh you know just just tell us briefly like you know a little bit of your some of the stories and your ultra your ultra journey I was way uh, we could have a whole new podcast on David's adventure uh, yeah it's true <laughs> Maybe we should. I don't know if anyone's proud of it, but yeah, you start in the very centre of England, a town called Meriden, and you just have to get as far away as you can in 24 hours. So people go off in all directions. Starting. I remember this. I remember this on your. There was an Instagram. You had all the updates, right? Updates, yeah, and it yeah. Me me quite quickly. I twisted my ankle about 30 k in. But of course it's morning and you're in the middle of absolute nowhere and all i've got is a flight out of gatwick <laughs> <laughs> did you not steal a bike or something at one stage i seem to remember uh, well I, I broke into a hotel to get sleep so that was my first <laughs> and i was trying to hitch or get a bus but there were no buses and nobody would pick me up because i was wearing an orange guantanamo jumpsuit so, that's... <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't steal... and you had the and you had the beard <laughs> because, yeah. but no, I, I bought from a passing tinker. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, and like, yeah, if you want, you need to, you need to dig those uh, videos out because they're they're just it's just gold, like it's absolute gold. But uh, yeah, and, and you know that the other story of 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 David is yeah, you're you're the the, the sort of the, the founder and of mm. fit like joggers as well um you know yeah. just briefly just tell the listeners about fit like joggers because they're you've done an amazing thing with that that community of runners uh at, you know in, in in aberdeen and you know you've you've also won awards and uh it's such a great thing that you created so just yeah just tell the listeners about fit like joggers as well and also the brew dog run as well. He is course, also yeah. the founder of the brew dog run too. So there's there's two things here we we want to briefly chat about. I mean, a bit like joggers is just an Aberdeen running club. It is now. It started off as a few friends that wanted to learn to run who'd never run before. So I found the Kids to Five K program, and we went through that, and we ended up building up over a few weeks, and they all ran a five k. And when we got to the end of that, we thought, well, what do we do next? Um, let's have another one and get some more people in. More people were interested. And so we held another 5K program. And then it just came through from there. And every year since we've done two 5K programs, 
But then when people finish that program, they running, so we have five teams uh, through the week, and then that's grown to being different times, different distances, multiple things. So now we've got uh, it's, uh, 12 or 13 different runs a week, organized runs with leaders, and we've probably got about 450 members that have run with us um, in the last year. So it's, a, it's an enormous undertaking now, and uh, often you go to events, it's great to see the purple teeth, a bit like joggers everywhere. Uh, but it has just grown organically over the years. And it's yeah. really a running club that's targeting uh, success or wins. It's very much a case of introducing people to running, people that wouldn't ordinarily run. So getting them in for the, you know, at the very start of a running journey, building them up, catch to 5K, and then taking them on from there. So we have people that have run you know, 10Ks, half marathons, marathons, ultra marathons that have all come through the club and, and just grown their confidence. And when they see other people doing it, it makes them believe that they can do it too. So it's just great to yeah. see. Yeah. And and was that like the, was the sort of the next part of that, was it the sort of creation of the Bulldog Run or like, how did that um, link well, in? So, right, just by me getting caught out in Storm Frank once and I left my house to, to go for a run. <laughs> So I could only run north and I tried to turn around and it just I couldn't run into it. So with huh. hundreds of winds behind me, I thought I'm just going to keep running north and ended up in Ellen. Found myself at <laughs> by chance and uh, thought, well, actually, that worked out quite well. Had a couple of beers and got the bus home. So that was yes. a dog run. After that, a wee Facebook post. Anyone fancy joining me to do this again? And that became a yeah. few doing it. It became more people the next time. And then we had uh, so many people, we had to organize it as a proper event and people paid to turn up and then we gave them t-shirts and, and it's just really grown over the years from then. So that's been, that's been fun. But we also then tie that back with the Fit Like Joggers because any money raised from the Brewdog Run goes into the club and yeah. people don't have to pay to take part in, uh, you know, in the Fit Like Joggers. So it's a free club for everybody. And of course, all of the costs of the leader training and the first aid training and the insurance and the website and all of the clothing that we give to the, the leaders is all just met out of the money that we've raised from our other endeavours. So they oh, kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, really, it's a really good, uh, it's a really good concept, and you know, I think a lot of, you know, the running community can learn a lot from you know the fit like joggers and just how it's been built and especially the organic nature of it as well and uh, and, and, and certainly the there are things that align with that too like the brew dog run i think it's cracking uh but but yeah no it's you're, you're you know we've got lots of stories but i, I am aware of time and uh we've been rambling about you know about 45 minutes and we, we've not even told the listeners what so, happened at the west side of the way yet. well we can i think this the, these stories definitely maybe warrant a debt maybe the next when is the next brewdog run because that would be quite cool to get uh to get you back on to talk about that beforehand yeah, it's christmas so we always grab a date between christmas and new year so we've got a date in the diary i can't tell you what it is i think it's maybe the friday that's in between christmas and new year and uh we'll be getting entries live probably next month nice that's the, that's going to be the next. So, so from fit like joggers, brewdog run, West Island Way 2016. So now crewing trailside, Kyle. Kyle, you're off. You've just got your unpeeled banana. You've headed off again. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> What's next is a, a sight to behold, Tommy and David. The the conic hill, like 
that was stunning. Like, so just as we're going up Connick Hill, like I did that the fling and it was like daylight in the afternoon and or in the morning. Uh, but like I, I got to the top of it and I looked behind and just a sea of like the, the sun, the, the sun, yeah, the sun, the sky was all pink, the sun was rising. The, the, the head torches you could see like for miles just it was like something like the lord of the rings eh uh it was incredible like and and that you know i i genuinely was like well i'm going to be out for hours i'm going to stop have a look and just take it all in and it was just it was a warm night no wind so quiet up there as well it was just amazing um and i think that's probably one of my highlights of of the race was like just getting to Connick Hill and, uh, you know, in, in contention generally, I think, um, and, and and then just flying down the hill. That's when I, you know, I left James um, at, at that point. Uh, and, and, you know, unfortunately, he, he uh, twisted his ankle on the lock side, which was a shame. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, we get to, to Connick, uh, get down there, get past there and, uh, the next state was at Bamaha, I think. The next, yeah, you came into Bamaha. That's about twenty miles in, isn't it? Just under twenty miles. Yeah. Uh, so, so get I get there, and the, you know, again, I, I'm, I think I'm, uh, you know, in contention. Uh, I think I'm about, I think I'm about a fourth at that point. Um, so yeah, felt felt quite good. Um, and then the next. The next checkpoint was Rara Den. Do you know what's funny? I can't even remember the, the you know the checkpoints. <laughs> this is a this is a, a horrendous uh, account of of you know what it's like to be running. But I'll just go through the race. Like you know, I felt I actually felt okay until I got to the loch. Um, when I got to loch side, because you took my you you guys took my my head torch off, didn't you? Yeah. When it was getting lighter. But light by then. Yeah, uh, but it was still a little bit dark. So, like, you know, I'm going in the woods, going, Christ, I can hardly see where I'm going here. Uh, and, uh, it, you know, I was I was okay. I didn't fall over once. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, just got on the loch side. And the midges, though, holy moly. Like, you'll remember the midges, David. Like, they were just, because it was so warm and humid, the sweat on your face, the midges just stuck to you. But you could feel it. It was just like a little... I don't know what it was. I, I can't really describe it. You could, I don't know, it was like breadcrumbs. Like, what's that? Just swarm around you, don't they? And just stick Yeah, and, and like, I looked down in my arms and they were just covered in black. They were just covered like tattoo, you know, just black ink, you know, it was horrendous. But I mean, they didn't bite me though, weirdly. Uh, I think I was running too fast at that point. I must have. Um, and uh, yeah, got to Lockside and I uh, I felt like okay but by then when i got to the when i got off the lock side i wasn't in a great place i was struggling i was uh, uh that's when you guys saw me wasn't it i think did you yeah. see me then way up the east side of the loch past rowerden and inversnade ben glass and you're not allowed any crew at that point either so you have a couple of drop bags and so you grabbed right. your have you but you haven't seen us for four or five hours um, until yeah. I climbed up the hill behind Cree and Larrick and uh, saw you come through there. So that was good to see you through there. And we knew you were in, I think, fifth place at that point. Yeah. So so right before that, um, like maybe a, a couple hours before that, I had a real wobble and I was like, I don't think I'm going to. 
be able to you know sustain this pace or this effort or I think it's going to be a real hard effort to get to the finish. So I sat in a lot for a while. Like was that your legs or was that like your was it fatigue? Was it head? Everything? Mentally, I was always there. It's just my body was just like nah. Like I I, I thought I fueled well, I drank well, but I just you know I just really the legs just weren't working, and I was just like. This is like I'm just I felt like I was going through treacle for for a while, um, and I was like, how you know and and you know good old uh, Martin Martin Heggy. So I was running with Martin Heggy, the the egg my the Meister, uh, as we call him. He probably doesn't know we call him that, but we call we call him the Hegmeister now because he. Uh, so I was running with him for a while, cracking guy by the way, and uh, you know as I was as I had that wobble. He was behind me, and he saw me sitting in a, you know, a, a tree stump, and he's like, "Come on, man, for fuck's sake, you've got this, you know, you want to get to, you want that goblet, for fuck's sake, get that goblet, <laughs> have a couple of minutes to yourself, and get back on that fucking trail, mate." And I was just like, "That is the the motivational talk I I needed at that precise moment," and nice. he delivered it fantastically because I had I listened to every single thing he said. And and then I got up, you know, I took a few, you know, down some more juice, had a had something to eat, and then I cracked on, and I got a second wind. I was like, I'm back in the game. I'm back in the game here. It was like, just felt like I was going quicker again, and and then I started going up in places, and uh, it was really nice. You know, it was really nice just to be able to get moving again. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, the the you know the the Hegmeister. He had a wobble, so this is my turn to give him the David Goggins speech. And I was like, "Mate, if I'm, I just had a wobble, right? A few, a few, you know, a few miles back there. You have your own wobble. You, you, you do what you need to do. But I want to see you back in that trail as well, and I want you to be having that, you know, sharing that goblet with me as well at the end. We're definitely going to get through this, regardless. It's going to be hard for everyone. And like, you know, I stopped and had a chat with him for a bit, and then like, I felt like. You know that you know it's 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 always it's it's such a weird thing you know like we we were talking about this David like when you're on the trail with someone else you never feel like you're competing with them um you know and it, whereas like something like a cross country race or a road race like it's probably more about yeah you're gonna go fast you're gonna like pace behind them it doesn't happen like that in ultras like you know regardless of where you are in the field it's like it just felt like a big journey to get to the end and you're supporting everyone because. You know, at the end of the day, you know, it's doesn't matter what you do, how you, you know, how you run. It's not going to really affect anyone else. You know, it's not going to affect their race, but you can help them, you know. Um, so I just find the camaraderie throughout the whole race, including the volunteers, obviously support crew, Dave and Debbie and just everyone else is just amazing. You know, it's such an amazing community um but uh but anyway so the cut long station martin did get to the end by the way um he he had a huge wobble uh and you know he he, he ended up in 50 50th or 60th place but the, the the key thing is you know he 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 just gutted it out he he was like he's he went for the he, he wanted to get the goblet and 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 i i you know i just hugely respected him for Someone who was in contention for the win and or, or for the top placings was humble enough and you know to 
to just crack on and and just go for it and 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 still you know get the finish. I I just you know hugely respected that he he was able to do that as well. Uh, so so no, it was it was good. You're gonna say something, David. The first two checkpoints in first place, you know, so he was really a contender. Yeah. And like you say, you're halfway into the race and he's still pushing fourth place. And uh, and yeah, it must have gone really wrong for him because he, I think I looked at the stats and he took nearly five hours to get from Lundavra to the finish. And that's just six miles. So uh, yeah. that's oh. a grind. In. <laughs> I thought I was slow. That I, I had a battle there as well. Eh? <laughs> But anyway, so so I'm you know I'm feeling like you know I'm back in the game. I'm you know high fiving, you know being just enjoying life and just felt great, you know. And and I know there's obviously like especially when you get a second wind. And I remember going past Rob Sinclair and and you know in a kind of tough toughish section. And I just he he was supporting uh, Jacqueline Wilson, and he um I just said to him, how the f did you run eight twenty a mile on this course, you know? The 96 miles of, of running. I just like, how did you do that, man? And he just gave me a wee laugh. And and uh, congratulations to Rob and, and Joe Joe Wilson for their uh they're expecting Tommy. I bet he didn't know that, eh? Um so they, they announced it uh during West Highland Way and and you know I, I find out as I was that. running. So that gave me a massive boost. Uh you know, I, and I think I did keep going quite well for a while after that. Uh but then, you know, I had a bit of a wobble again, didn't I? I think it was just before Jelly Baby Hill, was it? I think. It's been good coming through Octor Tire, which is just over 50 miles. It feels halfway psychologically. And then you left there, got up to Tindrum. We saw you in Tindrum and you were you were all right heading off from there. And then uh, got to Jelly Baby Hill and, yeah, things were looking a bit tired. I think you, your muscles were hurting a bit because you wanted your pummel gun out. And, uh, well, That's right. Been, up by meeting uh, Toddy and Tim on the route. That must have been a good boost to you. Oh, it was, yeah, yeah. And t- Tim's been a, an interview of the show as well, uh, so that was a, a nice wee surprise as well to see them uh, coming along. And uh, Jamie McDonald as well. He was someone who said he might come, and he was there. And I was like, oh, hello. Uh, so yeah, it was like a little social occasion for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. I should have start. I should have ran more than than just maybe I would have ran faster. That that's for sure. Eh? Uh, but yeah, I, you know, you're right. And I think that was like the, it was the the the, the kind of it was just before the devil's staircase when it started to go wrong for me. Uh, it, I just really couldn't get going. You know, the the legs and everything just started. I was still in third place by that point. Um, you know, and I, I was like, right, if I can hold it, it, basically at that point, I was like, right, I don't think I'm going to get the, you know, because I think for me, I was like chasing first place for a while, thinking, right, if I can keep going, something might happen to them and I'll, I'll, I'll potentially, you know, maybe catch them. But that that wasn't happening. It was base. So when I when I realized that was not going to happen, because I know what, I was struggling probably more than they were, because uh, I was walking up Devil's Staircase. I know, I know a lot of people run up. <laughs> David Scott runs up, but but uh, for me, no, nah. <laughs> I was, uh, I was, it was a slow, slow jog going up, a slow walk going up that. Uh, 
And I was like, right, I'm battling for the podium now. If I can get up this hill, I might get a second wind or a third wind or whatever you want to call it. Nah, no, not, no winds, nothing. Uh, mm. Even going to the top of it, nothing was happening after that. Uh, everything just started to, to melt. Uh, and then it, that was when we reached, the, before Lundavra, it was the, what checkpoint was that? That was like the... Uh, Kinloch Leaven, I think. No, was it? Yeah, Kinloch Leaven. We get to Kinloch Leaven, and and I was like, we've got one more hill to go. W- what's the hill? It's uh, I can't remember. It's it's just a climb out of Kinloch Leaven, isn't it? It's yeah. Just back up onto the West Highland Way, but it's a steep descent, a steep climb out of. Uh, oh. Kin- I mean, I thought these climbs are only like ten minutes long, you know, and they're bloody ages. Like, I was like, these these are just. I mean, compared to UTMB, they're a lot, you know, certainly a lot, a lot, you know, shorter. But, uh, but yeah, that that final climb was game over for me. I get to the top of that, going, what the effing is this? And uh, huh. and then I was like, I need to have a lie down. So I had to lie down in the trail. Uh, midges and uh, the ticks were probably all over me. Had a wee sleep for five minutes, thinking if I have a wee sleep, I might, uh, you know, bounce back. And, and I was still in third place by that point. Now, this is like mile 82 or something like that by this point. So I've only got like 12 more miles to go. But I couldn't, get, I couldn't, I had to stop. I just had nothing left. That Everything had gone. Like, you know, mentally, I was fine. It was just more of my body was just not like everything. My legs just felt like they were like lead and. Uh, and then I lay down and I just woke up and and uh, Stuart Ross uh, he comes zooming past me and and no no that was that's a lie he I wasn't sleeping by that point he he went past me and then that's when I was like I need to have a lie down and then I got the fear of my life when the fourth place guy zoomed past me was like yeah right mate and I'm like oh fucking hell I was trying to sleep what are you doing it's like he's probably like what are you doing what are you like you all right you okay I'm like yeah I'm fine I'm just just need to lie down there, eh? you know, and and uh, and that was it. I was like, right, get up, you know, just get to the finish line. There was ne- there was never a point in the race where I was like, I'm not going to finish this race. I am going to finish this race. Even if I come nice. last, I'm going to do it. And um, I just find I've got the, I've still got the, you know, this is an A race for me for the year. I was like, I've, I've got the potential to still finish it. It's not about winning for anymore. It's not about getting a, a third place or whatever. It, it's just about the journey and the experience and getting to the race and and almost respecting the race as well. Like, you know, if if, if you you put on a race like this and there's either the races they put on goblets, you get your your goodies, you know, there's a presentation the following day. It's a special occasion. You know, I don't want to be getting to the finish line and having to, you know, sit in the, the hall and go I, I could have been I could have done this because I mean unfortunately there was people who DNF'd um, for whatever reason you know as much as it's uh, as sad to see a DNF um, many of those perhaps wouldn't have had the opportunity or you know to, to make the time or to be able to complete it I knew I did this was a case of a lot a lot slower than than what I wanted it to be um, so yeah it was just a death march wasn't it David, just a death march to the end, like you were at Lundavra. That was six miles to go, but you were being asleep. We'd spoken to runners who'd come past and said that they'd seen you off the trail, lying down, 
So we were a bit worried as to what you were going to be like, but um, it was good to see you come through and tell us you were going to finish. You know, that determination, uh, however long it was tough for you, I'm sure it must have been tough to see other runners coming past you, to know that you're no longer in the mix and you just have to get home. And it's it's a tricky part of the course as well, coming up. You know, you've done that last big climb up onto the Lerig Moor and then the leaving Lundavri. You've still got some really technical bits there, climbs, descent, airs, uh, and then a big long descent back into Glen Nevis. You told me, I, I, I forgot to say this, you, you told me it was only four miles. <laughs> told me it was only four miles. So I'm like, I asked someone, how how far have, it, how far have I got you know, to go? And this is like, Three miles in, oh, you've got four miles to go. I was like, you fucking bastard. The road. It's funny, Cal. I was on the tracker. You were stationary for quite a while. And I was, I, I worried that you might, there might have been a DNF. I thought, like, well, no, because the tracker would have gone with you. I wonder if that was when you were sleeping. I would have been. Uh, that's it, was, it was, it was, it was fairly, it was quite far up the road. Yeah, it could have been then. Yeah, it would have been like, 82 miles in or something like that's so now that little it was, I've got, was a, so go ahead go ahead uh, it was it was such a nice sleep i had as well so the head is so <laughs> comfy was. like it's so comfy like you know i anyway what were you so i've got say? one question in that last section carl one thing that happened that i i sort of thought this i need to speak to carl about this how did it feel being checked oh, did you expect no, that no, it's That's funny a hell of a run, by the way, to be fair, from Allison. We'll come back to that. That's an amazing yeah. run. Uh, go ahead. I didn't even know it was Allison. Like, I, you know, I was been in the Scottish team with Allison for the 100k. And uh, she had her hat on and she had her glasses on. Or, I, I, didn't, I didn't know it was her. And all I heard her was like, come on, keep going, keep going, moving forward. And I was like, you too, you too. And I was like, that's not Allison. Uh, and it ended up it was Alison. <laughs> I just didn't even know it was her, so I felt like it's Alison. It wasn't Alison in the lead. It definitely wasn't Alison. It didn't look like her. Um, and I was a bit delirious at that point too, mind you. So uh, I mean, that's the thing. Like the last thirty miles, I was delirious. Like David probably can, you know, probably say I was too. Like it was just I wasn't there, you know. But but. In terms of I wasn't there, I was healthy enough to still keep going, if that makes sense. There was there was no there was no there's like no danger to you. Yeah, there's no danger to me as as far as I'm concerned. I just know that I can get to the finish. It's just gonna be a tough, you know, couple hours to get there. But uh I you know, like by that point I'm just like I know I'm gonna get a lot of people may or may not pass me. Now I, I you know, I accept that and you know I respect whoever goes past me to yeah. and and so it didn't you know there was never a di- never a thing in my mind that i was like i'm being checked here it was like yeah what were the you know it's, it's fine what were the what were the things that got you going i know there was a nice video day where you put uh you gave kyle the ice cap what what other sort of because you must have known when he was i mean when he's coming in the sort of especially towards that latter end you said you're worried you must have been very aware of that need to g up lift spirits or how did you how was that when he came in at that particular point yeah there were a few times it was quite hard to see him because he knew he was struggling and uh, of course he's going to struggle because you've run 50 miles 60 miles 80 miles at different checkpoints 
There were some where he was a bit more delirious than others. He probably doesn't know it himself, but Glenn Coe, you were almost pulled out by the marshal there because you started running off the wrong way up the ski hill. <laughs> wow. But, uh, yeah, they were a bit... I don't know that. You were just... <laughs> but some of it, it was just the talk about keeping going and taking off the bite-sized chunks. You know, you don't have to think about 30 miles away or 50 miles away. You think about the next checkpoint. What do you need to do to get there? Um, how do you get yourself fueled? How do you keep yourself motivated to get to the next checkpoint? So, you know, that's a lot of the conversation that we had. And um, reminding Kyle that, of course, he feels rubbish because you've run a long way, but everybody mm. is rubbish. There's no magic to this. It's about just grinding it out and doing mm. what you um, If you feel a bit less rubbish than someone, you might gain some time on them. But there's no doubt that every single one of those runners that passed you was also feeling atrocious at that point grinding it out a big shout out to Stuart Ross like you know uh you know Stuart's a mate of ours um and uh you know he's Stuart Ross Media does the photography for a lot of races including the Maliway Ultras and uh the partner of Merrill Cooper um and you know Stuart had a he had a rough time uh he got chafed to bits and I'm sure he doesn't mind me saying in, in the, the sort of nether regions where uh you know when he passed me I, I you know I, I accepted quite quickly that um you know I, I was never gutted that I was never going to get in the podium or lose my position I was never n- never really got to me like I've lost this because I haven't I never was going to lose this if I get to the end um but seeing Stuart go past me when I you know just about to lie in the trail he was just walking like you know running and walking 10 to 2 with his, his feet, you know, uh, with long baggy shorts on, he must have got, because he, he got chafed to, to buggery, uh, but it was hilarious, you know, the way he was running and walking, I just thought it was fantastic, but he got third place, he came through that field, like, just so inspiring to he, he execute this race with perfection, so a huge uh, Congrats to to Stuart for Stuart an incredible got, third place. We saw Stuart in Chamonix, right? That's right. Yeah, we yeah, saw so him in Chamonix. Yeah, so he it was yeah. really sad. He did he did he not DNF in Chamonix the year we saw him. What did he complete? Anyway, yeah, regardless, think... but that is very regardless whether he did or not. I'm very pleased. That's great. I mean, to go to the West Ham yeah. podium, fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So so anyway, uh, I I got to the end. Uh, it wasn't pretty. I got a cheeky was little that, how run was that in there. So when the final time you came in and saw Dave, Debbie, and you've got, we've seen the, well, maybe some listeners haven't, if you haven't, go on our social media, you'll see it. You've got that final arrival in. How how did that feel? It was uh, initially like, you know, it's, um, you're, you're kind of, you know, you go through the car park, which you can kind of think is maybe underwhelming to, to, you know, you're running, you've just gone through all this amazing scenery and, and now you're finishing the car park but it's not really underwhelming whatsoever it's the opposite because everyone's there you know people are crewing your your supporter there and you don't actually you know you finish in the arena you turn in you're in the hall you've got the archway and and uh ian ian Beatty's there and and some of the other officials are there to to to, to take you in and uh and for me like it was it was quite emotional like it was it was quite emotional just to 
not 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 in a disappointing way. I was just I was absolutely delighted to get to the finish because I knew, you know, going into this race, like I generally think I did all I could to to get to the start line and to execute the race, and it just didn't really, you know, it didn't go the way I wanted it to go, but I still got to the finish and got to experience the whole of the Highland West Highland Way and it's something I'll you know never forget and made some amazing friends and you know like got to spend time with David and like you know it was just brilliant like the whole weekend was fantastic uh like I I just yeah it was just just amazing to 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 do and to be part of and um yeah I'm you know in terms of the actual when I finished, like, uh, yeah, I was quite emotional. I had a little, a wee, a wee tear in my eye, you know, just, just getting to the finish under the, the circumstances and um, just more relief than anything else. Like, you know, it was, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was nice to see Ian there as well. You know, the race director at the front, you know, and um, congratulating me and, you know, you know we've, we've, known Ian for a while and that was special too and you know I look up to someone like him and uh yeah it was just a fantastic race so yeah what are your uh what are your three main takeaways from the race three main takeaways or learnings good or bad learnings. the ugly whatever you want uh, crew talk about the crew <laughs> <laughs> the crew rush. <laughs> I don't. I haven't even. Do you know what? I, I haven't really like processed it all. Like I haven't really like processed uh, what could what I could have done better. Or, like what the learning. Like the support crew were fantastic. Like David and, and Debbie were amazing. Like I couldn't have asked for. Obviously, you know, Tommy, you were cracking at UTMB, but you know, you you guys were you had you were on the ball. Like there was a couple of wobbly moments where you know Debbie gave me crackers for you know when I was dehydrated. Like that was I don't know what she was thinking. Like, but uh, you know, an unpeeled banana. But <laughs> I said, and I think uh-huh. David forgetting the bag with with all the food in there going up. <laughs> like you know, those but those things didn't really impact. Like you know, you guys get into the checkpoints and uh, and just giving me the motivational talks and uh, and you know doing the things like wiping my legs down and stuff like that with with uh, I don't know what you were doing, but you were doing stuff to my legs. Like I didn't ask you to, you just did it. You know, I got you to massage my arse. You would do it. You know, it was just like <laughs> with the the gun, um, like just amazing. You know, just that that sort. Of, so the support. Support crew, faultless. Um, my actual running, yeah, a lot could be said about how I executed it, but um, I, I generally don't think, I, you know, I'm thinking like what what I could have done differently. I could have maybe uh, maybe done longer runs. I don't know if they would have helped. I probably wouldn't have enjoyed them as much, so I wouldn't have enjoyed the experience and the the the, the journey to the race. As much potentially, I would have been away from my kids more. I would, I had less time to to do other things. So, yeah, I could have done more in terms of distance, but I would have had to. A lot of things would have kind of been sacrificed in that, which I wasn't willing to do. Um, uh, I I could have maybe been 
the only other thing I can think of is maybe I could have been more conditioned. Um, like my legs could have been more conditioned. I feel like they were the mm-hmm. first first to kind of go, but I don't know. It's uh, and and then the third thing is maybe I'm not meant to do ninety hundred mile runs. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe I'm only meant to do fifty k runs. I don't know. Uh, so so that's another thing I think for me is to yeah just um yeah maybe reflect on it and just go go down the distance and and uh and takes take some time off and and to reset and to refocus for the monument mile in august tommy uh-huh. indeed so, so there you go uh but yeah i don't know for the, the, the you know the ceremony the celebration on the sunday was great like and i'm drinking the beer that Dave, Dave bought me in Morrison's uh, for breakfast, so this is my second one. I had the, 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 huh. that another one on. <laughs> look at that, blue uh, huh. dog one nights. Um, so yeah, yeah, the, the the ceremony was amazing. Getting the goblet was fantastic. Uh, just the whole, you know, there was like I thought what eight hundred people waiting for the goblet, not waiting, but the support crew and runners. Runners and of course the people have run right through the night. So Kyle finishes at eight o'clock on the Saturday evening, and then gets himself a lie down, goes to bed, has a night's sleep. You know there are runners that are out there all through the night. They're coming in from eight That's o'clock amazing. midnight to four a.m. Four a.m. right through till about eleven thirty on Sunday morning. So just before the presentation set about to begin, there are runners still finishing coming through the doors. So they're incredible. You know they've had some journey out on the West Highland Way. And each and every one of them is so proud of themselves. They've all trod the mm-hmm. same aisle as trod and uh, gone through the same emotions and trauma and uh, highs and lows and friendships made and blood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, absolutely. Amazing. Like, the, the, it's such, it is a family, like, uh, you know, the West Southern Way family, as they call it. And you can see why, it, you know, just the whole community of of ultra runners it's you know if there's any race other than the money we ultras that you should do mm-hmm, it would be mm-hmm. the the west Highland way in my opinion so uh how yeah. many finishers are there this year was there did, did the heat impact it the number of finishers because it's a warm it was a warm one for 220 started and 171 finished so yeah that's a that's, that's a that's a good finish right then most of the people that pull out pull out in the first 50 miles so it's the lock side ah interesting Ian Beatty himself says that if you get past the first half then your likelihood of finishing is so much greater you can grind mm. it a bit yeah time pressures aren't against you and you can just really grind it out and get to the finish and that's what a lot mm. of people that's interesting did you see any yes. TRS shorts on the trail car Kyle or Do Dave you know I saw Debbie in a pair at one stage. Well, well, I had a pair for David. I forgot to give you the match. To give you the match. <laughs> uh, well I had them ready t-shirt. for me, eh? But my Gooch was uh, red raw by... So I couldn't take them off, eh? I was just like... <laughs> I was like, nah. I had my sore shorts on, the cycling ones. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. the long tights. Like the, the, the and I just couldn't... Ones, yeah. I couldn't get them off. Like, I couldn't... I was like, nah. I, I, you know... It'll hurt too much if I take them off and put them back on. Like, I mean, David had to escort me to the shower and it, it oh, make God. sure that I, I lubed all my my red bits up so that I wouldn't oh. be crying at the end. It was brutal, and he didn't just do that for me; he did it for Stuart as well. So, 
You know, well, he's got well, uh, well, man. he's got a good comparison to make, eh? Which we we'll, we won't share, uh, you know, on 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 the the, the podcast <laughs> platforms, eh? So uh, he was, you know, in a, in a way, David was a, a very good support crew for 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 Stuart as well in a couple <laughs> of ways. I'm sure Meryl might be saying that, but uh, yeah, you guys were were very good um, for for men, not just me, but for other runners too. Um, you know, you, you there was a couple of occasions where, um, one uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, Al, Al Hayes, is, what's his name? Matthew Bird. Is that what you were talking about? Matthew Bird. Yeah. So he's a listener to the show. It's uh, married to Al Alster Hayes' sister, I think. Oh, um, okay. And uh, and and he had a nosebleed, and and these guys came to the rescue and and fixed him up. So. Uh, nice. Yeah, so you were you were here on the trails for 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 many a runner, that's for sure. So yeah, pretty much collapsed, but uh, you know, and he looked completely out of it, lost a lot of blood, but and was covered in blood all down his oh, leg. Oh God! That his pack and everything. Um, Did he finish? Well, we cleaned him up. Insisted he was going to go on, and he was weaving off up the path at Victoria Bridge. And you know it was incredible to watch. You're feeling a bit concerned, but he says he's going to wait for another runner to come past and then just keep company. Next time we see him at uh, Glencoe, this boy is brand new, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you know what he was? Amazing. Matthew was one that Matthew was one of the first to see me lying in the trail, and and uh, you know and he's like, yeah, right, mate. And 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 he's got a ta- it looks like a tampon shoved up his nose. I'm like, you're like. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like yeah I'll, I'll be fine he just zoomed away and that's when we had the conversation about you know you guys helped uh helped him out and and he listens to the podcast and uh we, it's amazing you know all the stories you get to you know when you that's when cool. you run past them so um so yeah i think that sums up the the journey yeah, is there anything else we've missed I, I feel um i feel i've rambled enough any any other questions or anything or oh, you know, i'm 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 gonna to have to drop for a work call, but I'm gonna leave you guys to wrap up rather than rush it. But uh, Dave, thanks for coming on. Great to see you, Kyle. You're a hero, mate. You're an absolute hero for getting through that again. There was times I saw that tracker on the dot watching. I'm thinking, I'm just hoping, hanging on to knowledge of Chamonix and how hard you can, how hard you can dig. So no, well, well done, buddy. It's just amazing, amazing stuff. Fuck. Thank you, thank you, Tommy, and uh, I'll, I'll let you go. And 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 Dave and I will will wrap up the we'll show. Yeah, up. He's like, right? David's like, what the hell did we do? What the hell are you guys talking about? This you've got two jobs, chaps. Tears run of the week, and uh, you can ask Dave some partly questions. Here you go. Right. <laughs> see you later. There you, there you go. All right. See you in a bit, Tommy. Right. So so this is it. So we're we're just gonna crack on with the rest of the show. Um, so TRS run of the week then, I've, yeah, run of the week because we had an episode last week. I mean, you can you can vote for me if you want, like you know that, that's fine, you know, like uh, I mean, we both we can vote for each other, you know, the myself if you want, uh, or you could actually vote for the people who. <laughs> I'm not voting for. You did a good job. Well, I mean, we, we we haven't really talked about the actual uh, results of the West Highland Way, so I've got them I've got them in front of me here, uh, and we'll, we'll just wrap the overall, and then we'll the female uh, results as well. So, um, the the winner was uh, Stuart Johnson, who uh, had 
you know, I shared the trail with him on the loft side and he just flew over the, the rocks there. He was fantastic. Um, he, he, he just made it look really, really easy. So, yeah, well done to Stuart for an amazing result. Uh, his first West Highland way, I think. And, um, yeah, just uh, he's from Fitzroy Harriers. I don't really know where that is. But anyway, uh, great run from, from Stuart and definitely a force to be reckoned with in the, the ultra running uh community in, in Scotland now, so well done, Stuart. Uh, Dave Ward from HBT had a great run. Uh, you know, he was, he, he, David, you saw him a few times and he, he was just a happy lad in the trails, wasn't he? Always smiling, always cheering. You, know. <laughs> uh, you could tell he was strong. You could tell he was going to yeah. do well. From our point of view, knowing that you were in third place, you could tell that he had, he had the strength that he was not going to lose any time because he just kept smiling. Yeah. There you go. Maybe that's my uh, problem. I was too angry in the, the checkpoints to you guys. Eh? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, great run from David. Um, and, you know, third place, we already spoke about Stuart's Ro- Stuart Ross's run. Uh, so, yeah, 17.03 for David Ward and uh, 17.49 for Stuart Ross. Um, and your female winner was, um, where are you? Is uh, at Ah, uh, no, where are you? Where'd you go? Ah, there you are. Alison. Alison McGill from Fife AC in 1902. And your second place went to Nikki Arthur from Marksville Runners in 2015. And third place went to Jacqueline Wilson, 2027, who was sporting the tartan runner shorts uh, on, you know, on at this when she was getting her goblet. So well done for representing there, Jackie. Uh so, yeah, I think, I mean, in terms of other results, I don't know if anything else happened. There was probably quite a lot of results, which, uh, you know, again, we can go go into more detail in, in you know, in the future episodes or just have a look in, on Run ABC or Scottish Athletics fixtures and you can upload them there. Um, is there anything else from your end that, you know, you saw at the, the weekend that, you know... Two runners who were running their 17th West Highland Way. So uh, Fiona Rennie and Neil McRitchie. I mean, incredible to come back year after year to have run that race 17 times, each of them. That's incredible. And, and you know, not only, um, I mean, I, I don't know how old Neil is, but Fiona, obviously, it's it's in the results to see age categories and things. But Fiona's in her, her 60s, isn't, isn't she? She's uh, She's, you know... 17 years to be able to do 95 96 miles in your 60s is fantastic so uh and and someone who's taken part in the Murray coastal trail um 50 miles a few weeks ago as well so that as a warm-up for the west Highland way so congratulations Fiona for an amazing uh achievement as well so perhaps perhaps that could be the run of the week there Dave. Eh? well well yes yeah, run of the week it's pretty phenomenal. The other one I was going to note was um, Holly Kiniston. Now, she was running the West Island Way for the first time, but her dad used to run his own podcast in advance of the um, well, the West Island Way. He used to interview all the right. pre-winners. He'd interview all of the potential contenders. He was he just knew everything about the race. He'd run it himself, and he was a real power of uh, you know good within the West Island Way community and sadly died. Um, uh, two, three years ago. And uh, and I think, um, you know, that was a big loss to the West Highland Way family. 
but his daughter Holly had uh, decided she wanted to to follow in his footsteps and has built up. And I don't know what her running was like before, but I don't think she was an ultra runner. And she's taken this on. She has come and run the whole of the West Highland Way race. And incredible, you know, to get to the finish. She was, um, you know, at the tail end of the race, but you've run the same number of miles as anyone. So, you know, phenomenal effort from Holly Kiniston because it would have been an emotional one for her as well. Uh, And for all those who... So... Absolutely. And... Just, uh, you know, seeing her get her goblet as well was, uh, you know, definitely, uh, yeah, I had a lump in my throat and I'm sure many other people did too. So congratulations, Holly, getting to the finish line and, and you know, and certainly in doing your dad proud as well. I think that's such a special thing to do. Um, you know, I, I, it just makes the, the race as well. So fantastic stuff. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we've probably dried up then. Eh? Dried up with the West Island way. We could probably talk about it for hours, no doubt. And there's probably going to be many, many hours of of talking about uh, you know races and uh, you know the the West Island way race and future races. But talking about future races, um, there's the Murray Way 100 is this weekend. So I, I'll be organising that and. Uh, David's also helping you volunteering again to, uh, you know, the, the granting checkpoint for the, the, the individual 100 mile runners and the, the relay runners as well. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a warm one again for the for the, you know, the athletes. I think it's like going to be 24 degrees during the day. So, uh, yeah, will be lots of fluids, I'm sure, for the, the athletes there. Uh, so we'll, we'll no doubt give a, a review of of how that went as well um but before we go david we need to ask you some parlet questions since this is like the first time you've gone and been on the show you probably know what they are i know you listen so uh let's uh we'll we'll crack on uh the first one i've got for you is uh what is your favorite running session oh other than beer drinking or beer mile interval training or whatever you want to call it Training and the way, you know, you have all these athletes on the show and they all talk about their training sessions. And I, I go out for runs, but I wouldn't say I ever go out to train as such. So <laughs> my favourite running session is the Brewdog Run. You have a beer at the start, you stop at the checkpoints for a beer and you finish with a beer. So there you go. That's my favourite running oh, training. Look run. at that. Look at that. I love it. What about your favourite shoe? Favourite shoe? I like Hoka's. So uh, Hoka Speed Goats are my trail shoe of choice. Um, Brooks Glycerin, I find are indestructible. I mean, your shoes, you were wearing your Nikes at the weekend and they were absolutely ruined after the end of oh, the run. I'm glad I didn't wear them for the the duration of them. That would have been like, I wore them for like maybe the last 20 miles because I was like, I need something else. I want to, <laughs> I just want my legs to feel different. And I don't think they, they definitely didn't help me by the end of it, that's for sure. <laughs> But Brooks closer now, okay. I thought we've had that one on before. Yeah, okay, okay. Ever um, two thousand kilometers in a peach pair of them. <laughs> two thousand. I hope and run for or any retail store are not listening to this. But uh, I've got shoes as well that have last last well they last me for miles and miles and definitely in the four figures. But whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, I think generally shoes can last. There's not a a limit it's just kind of how you feel they are eh so uh yeah uh 
What about your running? Have you got a running hero or like a, a sporting hero? Or? Well, I don't Is know. I, there are all the great ultra runners of their time, you know, people like Rob Sinclair who have done incredible things, Mike Raffin who seems to just have this mental capacity to do really, really tough stuff. Um, I don't know yeah. if you spoke show, but Jamie Aarons, who's running around all the Munros just now, when you see something like that, I think that's incredible. When Donnie uh, Campbell did it a few years ago, I thought that was the running, uh, the run of the decade, in my view, in Scotland. And yet, yeah. Jamie 40 hours ahead of his time. So this is a oh, phenomenal. Really? He's taking part what in just Munros. I think I did see that, like, yeah, just come up somewhere and, yeah, I mean, how, how, how long has he got to go? Has he got... It's, uh, so, Jamie, she has, um, well, she started about 24 days ago. She has yeah. run, I saw today, she's got less than 50 to go. So she's up in the north of Scotland now, and she's on exactly the same route that Donnie Campbell took for those last 50 Munros. So oh, wow. To I mean, I thought Donnie's time would never be beaten, and yet she's ahead of him. Um, so it's going to be fascinating over the next few days just to watch how she compares. Donnie put in some brutal long days at the end. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, ter- that's terrible of me thinking it's a guy, uh, you know, called Jamie. <laughs> <That's the girl. laughs> Apologies, Jamie. Well, it, yeah, we'll be following that and hopefully uh, sharing how that goes as well, no doubt. So... Uh, yeah, and the a couple of other ones I've got for you is what's your favourite movie? Favourite movie? <laughs> what's that got to do with running? <laughs> Nothing. That's what I put in there. Eh? <laughs> like the Lion King, overcoming. Oh, your <laughs> I thought it was Pocahontas, wasn't it? it was not Pocahontas. You got that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, right. Final one for me is. And you must have done a beer mile. Uh, if you were to, what's, if you haven't, in fact, you have done a beer mile, haven't you? You've done uh, a beer mile. We've done some done beer mile, which have included Prosecco and wine and tequila and beer. <laughs> oh. Um, that's, so, what, I don't know. What do you think I, you could do a beer mile on it? Yeah, it wouldn't be too far off the pace I'd run a normal mile, to be honest. <laughs> I could probably, I, I would give it eight minutes. Let's go with eight. <laughs> oh, that's quite quick, actually. Like, Jesus. Let's say uh, we've got, I, I'm sure you know we've got this virtual uh, leaderboard, so I'll add, I'll add it to that. But you're you're kind of well up there with an eight-minute mile, like, so. Yeah, what we yeah. need to do for beer mile, though, we need to get a real beer mile organised that, uh, that we can get your virtual leaderboard into a proper leaderboard. Well, someone who organises a brew, brew dog run, you you are the perfect candidate to to support this in, endeavour. As to, I forgot to ask you one more question before we go, um, and because I quite like this, it's if you had one more race to do, what would you what would it be? Oh, it'd have to be something that was really interesting. Yeah, I think it would be something like the Cape Wrath Trail. Yeah, okay, that's quite oh. a good one. I like. Beautiful place. Yeah, if I was to do one more race, it would probably be that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, David, it's been, that's, uh, yeah, it's been cracking to have you on the show. Like, uh, I feel like I've taken so much of your time in the last few, you know, few days and weeks. 
so yeah thanks again for all your help and the west side of the way and getting me from like the yeah just getting me to the start line getting me organized uh and getting me to the finish and getting me home as well so <laughs> it's uh it's a real privilege we had so much fun debbie and i laughed the whole weekend it was it was really great to be part of it to be part of the community so you think that i'm doing you a favor but you're doing me a favor too by letting me be part of it and that was that was the joy of being a team over the course of the weekend yeah oh no cheers you're gonna make me you're gonna make i said this uh last last you're gonna make me swell up but i'm not gonna say that this time so <laughs> i i figured out what i was meant to say well up not swell up so uh <laughs> on that note <laughs> i'll leave you to it and uh here's ali mckiver thanks for listening everyone bye And that's a wrap.